You couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPolcito, and the Celtics beat the Brooklyn Nets 139-96. I did not say that wrong. The final score was actually 139-96. Absolute beatdown for the Seas, and this was a game where the Celtics won every single quarter, including the fourth quarter, where we went Full garbage time. Not a single starter saw any minutes in the fourth quarter. And we still outscored the Nets. This was a fun one for Celtics fans. Uh, we're going to follow today's podcast a little different. Uh, we're going to start with the negatives. Uh, and then we're going to dive into it. We're going to talk through player of the game. We're going to talk through some of the highs here. Uh, but to get things started off with the negatives, the only negatives that we can take from today's game is the fact that J.D. Davison and Kevin Gelly were with the main Celtics and we didn't get to see them because we saw everybody else. We had 12 available players, 12 players got minutes. Uh, all of them, minus Blake Griffin and Justin Jackson, saw 10-plus minutes. So this was a super impressive win through and through. So literally the only negative that we can take from today's game is that we didn't get to see Kevin Gelly and JD Davison. That's it. Other than that, this was as impressive a win as we have seen in a very long time. With that being said, want to dive into player of the game here. And this one could have gone one of 12 different ways. I think everyone that played played pretty damn well, but, the guy in my eyes that stepped up, played the best, was Robert Williams. He was special in this one. End of the night, 16 points, nine rebounds, five of which were offensive. Three of those offensive rebounds resulted in an offensive putback. This guy was all over the offensive glass. Super impressive game for him. End of the night, seven of eight from the field, two of two from the free throw line as well. So this is Robert Williams showing that he is just a difference maker. I tweeted this earlier. When Robert Williams is healthy, this team, there is not a single team in the NBA that will match up and go take the Celtics to seven games. There is no team in the NBA that can beat the Celtics in a seven-game series when Robert Williams is healthy and playing normal rotational minutes. He is that good, and he played so well in this one. Uh, so really just super impressive game from him, but it stems down. It's not just him today. Obviously, it's not just him, but we saw unbelievable performances from everybody. We'll start with the Jays now, too. You look at both of them. Jason Tatum in this one, 31 points, nine rebounds, four assists, two steals, a block, only one turnover right? 12 of 19 from the field, seven of 12 from three. Like these are all time shooting performances, right? And not to show them up. Jalen Brown did the exact same thing. 26 points on seven of 12 from three. Both of these guys just absolutely went off. So seven, 
7 of 12, that's 58%. So between the two of them, they shot a combined uh, 14 of 24, 58% from three. This is the Celtics just operating on a completely different level. And this is, again, this is a game where we only had 28 assists. We had 53 field goals made, 53 and only 28 assists. That number is pretty low considering the amount of field goals that we had in this one. Uh, but this is very much a game where the Celtics kind of got out of their funk. The last four games, I've talked about it. Without Marcus Smart, this offense has gotten bad. Like the ball has not been moving. Guys have not been hitting shots because they haven't been open. But in this one, we saw a ton, a ton of ball and player movement. Right? The assists still low, right? Because we saw Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown really just pull up from wherever. But there were a bunch of other guys, including Brogdon, including Derek White, you know, honestly, Horford, a bunch of guys that were constantly just giving, going. Like one of the best buckets of the night was Jalen Brown passing it over to Malcolm Brogdon on the wing, immediately cutting to the hoop, getting the ball back, nice little give and go action, hits the end one. Like just a beautiful, beautiful play. And it's something, Jalen Brown is so explosive, right? This is a play that he can basically attack every team in the NBA with a play like this. So these are the things that you would like to see the Celtics kind of doing moving forward with or without Marcus Smart. Obviously, with Marcus Smart, the offense flows significantly better. But the fact that we're getting this type of player movement without Marcus Smart is impressive. Uh, so really just solid game from both of the Jays uh, in this one. We obviously saw Jason Tatum step up with the assist. Defensively was great. Um, but the big, the big offensive contributor in this one really goes back to those guards. Without Marcus Smart, you really need to lean heavily on Derek White and Malcolm Brogdon. And I think both of them stepped up, played really solid games. And it wasn't strictly the points, but it was the way that they were moving. I just talked about the give and go to Jalen Brown, but we saw a lot of ball and player movement from both of those guys today. Uh, Derek White, this was a very, very good game from him. 14 points, 10 rebounds for Derek White. Had his five assists, did not get his block, his daily block, which I'm a little upset about because I feel like I saw one. They might have credited it to somebody else or given someone else a steal. Uh, but Derek White, really solid defensive game in this one. Uh, but really, like offensively, this guy stepped up, played big minutes, hit some big shots. Not that any shot was really big when you're beating a team by 30-plus basically the entire game. Um, but really just impressive, impressive stuff. Same thing with Malcolm Brogdon. End of the night, 10 points, two rebounds, four assists, a steal. Uh, played well in the minutes that he played. Only played 22 minutes. Uh, again, nobody really played a lot. You know, Derek White and Jalen Brown were the only two that went over 30, and they were at 32. Uh, Joe kept the minutes low. Like I said, the fourth quarter was all bench guys. All bench guys, which you love to see. Malcolm Brogdon went out there for the first two minutes, hit a couple shots, got taken out. 
Give it, give it to Justin Jackson. Give it to the Sam Housers of the world. Let them play. Let them get some game time, right? But this was a really good performance through and through. Al Horford, I thought, stepped up, played really well defensively. Uh, through and through, there isn't a single person that went out and didn't play well. You know, and I'd be, I'd be failing this podcast if I didn't mention it, but Luke Cornett, is another guy. 12 points, four rebounds, four assists, a steal, a block. Luke Cornett really had a fantastic game. Like this is one of the better games that we've seen from Luke Cornett. And I'm not saying that from a, a rebounding perspective, because I actually think he rebounded horribly in this one, could not hold on to the ball. But from an offensive standpoint, you know, he caught an alley-oop. He constantly found himself around the rim when guys like Jalen Brown or Peyton Pritchard got downhill and he got easy buckets out of it. So within the scheme of the offense, Luke Cornett was also moving a ton, finding an open lane, finding guys that could essentially just drop it off for an easy dunk. The guy is super tall. Get somewhere near the rim. You got an easy dunk out of it. We saw, you know, a couple failed alley-oops, to Luke Cornett in this one, he certainly does not have the ups that Robert Williams does, but he did a lot of things really well in this. A lot of things. Rebounding wasn't one of them, but he passed the ball well. He cut well. He found himself in the right spot a lot of times. So again, you know, this is this is a good game. It's a really, really solid game from the Celtics as a whole. And you want to talk about, you know, lights out shooting in this one. This was the first time in a long time where it felt like the Celtics just could not miss. Like we shot 26 of 54. It's a lot of threes. But we shot 48% from from three in this one. Like that is what the Celtics were shooting in the beginning of the year when we had the best offense in NBA history. Obviously, it has slowed down significantly since then. Uh but this is one of those performances where you're like, okay, this is why the Celtics shoot so many threes. Because they're capable of doing it. They're capable of hitting them. A lot of people will complain about the amount of threes that we take. And I get it. It's a lot sometimes. But when you're going out there and shooting, honestly, we were shooting 55 plus percent through three quarters from three. Like, this is a game where the Celtics just could not miss. And we shot 58% from the field, too. 53 of 92, 57.6%. The Celtics offensively just were unstoppable. But the thing that I loved about this game the most wasn't strictly offense. Like, you look, we held the Nets to 16 points in that first quarter. 16 in the first quarter. And then after that, we did a good job. We didn't let up, right? It's not like we kept them to 16 every quarter after that, but we held them under 96 points. Anytime you can hold a team under 100, it's a win, right? When you hold a team under 100 that only turns the ball over six times, that is a testament to your half-court defense being unbelievable because that's it i mean you look 
They okay, sorry, the Nets had seven turnovers in this one. If you're holding a team under a hundred that's not really turning the ball over, that's a super, super low turnover game for any NBA team. Your half court defense is absolutely phenomenal. And obviously, this is a Brooklyn Nets team that has been struggling without Kevin Durant, but they still have Kyrie Irving. They still have Seth Curry. They still have a bunch of guys that can go out and score. This is one of the better offensive teams in the NBA. And Kyrie Irving, you know, honestly was useless. Like he scored 20 points in this. Obviously, that's nothing to, you know, shrug your shoulders about. But he was nine of 18 from the field, one of seven from three. He took a ton of just deep, deep threes because he couldn't get in. He couldn't get into the lane. They were forcing tough shots over and over tonight. And it forced Kyrie to take some really terrible contested shots. But, you know, you look, Seth Curry, three of nine, one of five from three. Joe Harris was really the only player on the team that shot well. He was four of seven from three. But outside of that, I mean, even Royce O'Neal, who has cooked the Celtics a couple times, one of seven in this one. The Nets shot 23% from three. 23%. So just to do the math here, they had nine made threes. We had 26 right? Do out the math. That's 17 more threes that the Celtics made. That's 51 points that we outscored them from beyond the arc. There is no world where you lose a game like that. No world. I don't care. You can go out there and take 58 free throws. And if you get outshot by that much from beyond the arc, you're losing that game. Like, this was just a super, super impressive performance here from the Celtics on both sides of the ball, offensively and defensively. And the Celtics broke a record in this one. And I want to talk about that. And I also want to talk about the standings here. But before we dive into the record-breaking night, that is, you know, this massive win over the Brooklyn Nets, I do want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Hopewell Hemp Farms. Hopewell Hemp Farms is your only source for the highest quality American-grown hemp products. If you're like me and love to be active, whether that's playing in an adult softball or basketball league, or your level of activity is limited to yard work, one thing is for certain. As you get older, joints start to hurt. Well, I turn to Hopewell Hemp Farms Body Butter to relax those joints and their amazing tinctures to help me fall asleep. Check them out at HopewellHempFarms.com today and stock your nightstand the only way I know how. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. PD Properties utilizes the most current marketing techniques and strive to put more money in your pocket. If you're looking to buy, call now and George will be with you every step of the way until you find a property you're able to call home. Serving the North Shore and beyond, call George Dimas with PD Properties today at 781-913-2290. That's 781-913-2290. The NFL playoff picture is locked in and my go-to place for wildcard round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 
To kick off the road to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wildcard round. This weekend, just place any NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10. Action so good, why bet NFL playoffs anywhere else? Guys, it could not get easier. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TBPN, and new customers can bet $5 on the NFL and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, so there's two. I mean, one of them is actually a record. One of them is more of just a fun stat. I'll start with the fun stat here. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, I talked about both of them going 7 of 12 from three in this one. This is the first time in their career where both of them have made seven threes. Fun stat. Like I said, not a record, but it's definitely fun considering how many threes they've taken in their career. They're both, despite their shooting percentages this year, they're both very good three-point shooters. And the fact that it's never happened, I don't know if it's surprising because seven in a game is nuts. Uh, But they went out and did the damn thing. They played unbelievable. They shot unbelievable in this one. So that, to me, fun stat. Now, the record, prior to today's game, the most threes that has ever been scored in the TD Garden by the Celtics has been 25. The most, right? Tonight we shot 26. We had 26 threes. That is the most three points made in the Garden by the Celtics ever, ever. And that's just fun. Like, that is a fun record to hold. And this is a game where they shot 48% from beyond the arc. So anyone that watched this game was just in awe of how impressive this team was. Uh, So love it. Moving past it. Want to look at some of the the standings at this point. Because this is very much a game where you're... Like, okay, great. The Celtics can absolutely compete against absolutely everybody after, honestly, a a tough couple days, a tough couple games for the Celtics. But at this point, Celtics still remain the best team in the entire NBA. Western Conference, Eastern Conference, doesn't matter. 37 and 15. And we're seeing the, you know, the standings kind of separate again. Right back to two and a half games over the Bucks, They leapfrogged over Philly. So we're three games over Philly. We're now five and a half games over Brooklyn in that four seed, which you love to see. Brooklyn is truly the way younger brother of the Boston Celtics. And we're just going to bully them every time we play them. And I absolutely love it because I do not like the Nets whatsoever. So anytime you can come in here and lay a beat down like this one, you love to see it. So that's where we're going to wrap things up for today. This was a super impressive win for the Celtics. Uh, 139-96. to 96. That is a 40, oh, what's the math on that? 47-point win? Is that right? I don't know. Hell of an impressive win. 
Uh, yeah, not 47, 45 point win. So love it for the Celtics moving forward. Celtics have a tough schedule looking forward. We play the Suns on Friday, not going to be a, an easy game. It looks like Devin Booker might be making his return to that game. So make sure to tune in. We'll have another podcast for you. If you haven't done so already, guys, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics guy. Make sure to join our Facebook page, Boston Celtics till I die and our YouTube page, Boston Celtics game day recap. Have a great night. Celtics fans. We'll talk soon. Yeah. You couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? Who are we?